Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on today's episode, we have a special one for you. Right before he gets set to retire after 39 years of calling Blackhawks hockey, Pat Foley joins the show, as does his longtime partner in the booth, Eddie Olchek. The two reminisce on not only their time together in the broadcast booth, but Pat's start with the Blackhawks and so much more. All that coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey, Blackhawk fans, your local Chevy dealers have an opportunity for you to score big. ChevyDriveChicago.com is giving you a chance to win an autographed Patrick Kane Chicago Blackhawks jersey. That's right, an 88 jersey signed by 88 himself. ChevyDriveChicago.com and enter to win right now. You can't win if you don't enter. Offer ends February 28th. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Drive a Chevy at ChevyDriveChicago.com. This week on Blackhawks Insider, we have uh, quite the show for you. Teeing it up, I'm not going to be leading this one. We have the great Eddie Olchek leading the way today for the episode. But uh, the Hall of Famer himself, Pat Foley, joining us, spending some time reminiscing on what the last uh, 39 seasons have been like with the Blackhawks before all said and done on Thursday night. But uh, first off, before I toss it over to Edzo, Pat, I know it's maybe not publicly well-known how you came into this role way back in the day, how how things happened. Do you want to first off tee us off with the listeners how everything got started back oh, in I, uh, 1980? How I got the job? Sure, I love telling that story. <laughs> Thanks for asking because it's all about my dad. Um, my dad, who was a Buick dealer, uh, Foley Buick, was uh, on Green Bay Road in Wilmette, and one of their best customers was Michael Wirtz. So, uh, and Michael Wirtz was, was meticulous about maintaining his car. So he was in there regularly for service. Uh, in 1980, after the 79-80 season, I'm working in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My team folds. I need a job. <laughs> I got resumes and tapes out all over the country. Meanwhile, the Blackhawks broadcasting situation is a mess. They have lost their radio outlet. They have lost their announcer who lost his voice the previous season. I'm sitting there in Grand Rapids thinking, well, they got no announcer. They got no station. I better let them know I'm around. So, you know, I sent the uh, tape and resume in and all that. Well, meanwhile, Michael Wirtz comes in to bring his car into service at Foley Buick. And when he went home, uh, if anybody knows what a cassette, a cassette tape was, um, that used to be prominent in vehicles. And uh, he had a Grand Rapids Owls cassette tape in his uh, car, and he knew more about the Owls than he ever wanted to know. But <laughs> it was uh, that's really what got the ball rolling. I mean, basically, my dad got me this job, which is just awesome. And, Pat, when that, when that happened, do you remember, what did your dad tell you the initial, first initial call that there might be life to this cassette tape being in this uh, Foley Buick that Michael had you know, serviced at your dad's place. Well, really, when this was, it was strange to me that my dad had asked me for a tape. Okay. I mean, he knows I'm looking for a job, right. but he said, "Give me one of those tapes." And so, you know, I gave him one. And and uh, you know, a week or two later, he says, uh, "Michael Wirtz has heard your tape, and I think he liked it." And so that's the first inkling I had. Right. Um, 
And this was very late in the summer. I mean, we're not long before training camp here. And, and you're planning on going back to Grand Rapids at this time? No, no, time. I oh, have no job. You have Grand no Rapids. job. Okay, okay. I do have a job offer in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. That's the only job I've got. I've okay. got a, I think they, I don't know if they were, I think they were American League at that time or something. Uh, but I've got Nick Polano, a great man that okay. you knew, like I did, uh, had to offer me a job yeah. in Erie as the minor league guy, the PR guy for that team and all that other stuff you had to do. Um, so now time is ticking and training camp is ready to start. And Nick Polano calls me up and says, what are you doing? I got, yeah, I got where, a season here. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I, so I said, well, Mr. Polano, will you give me one more day? Because I'm waiting on the Blackhawks. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. Obviously, I'd like to take a shot. But and you're I, your own agent right now. Yeah, I'm my own okay. agent All right. uh, at, the, at the ripe old age of 26. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so he says, all right, I'll give you one more day. So I call. I didn't know who to call at the Blackhawks. I called their general manager, Bob Pulford. And I said, I know you can't promise me anything, but would you tell me, do I have a legitimate shot at this job? And in his style that you knew very well. He said, well, uh, uh, well, uh, you're uh, uh, as good as anybody we've heard. <laughs> that's, that's what I had to and go what was on. It, what was that like when Pulley said that? To you? Like, what, what did you like? What did you feel when he said that to you, Pat? Well, I felt hope, and yeah, I felt some. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel any promise. I just okay. felt hope, and I sat there and just I thought of. It didn't take me long to think about it, but my my uh, decision from that was look at. I'm 26 years old. I mean, I'm. This is my favorite team in the world. You know, I got to take a shot here. Yeah. But if so, I called Mr. Polano the next day and said, "Nick, thanks a lot. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to wait this out." Wow. And so I'm either in the NHL or I'm out of hockey for mm -hmm. that year. I mean, that's what was, that's how it was shaken down. Mm -hmm. So I, I took a shot, and I just figured, you know what? If if I don't get the Hawks job, I'm 26. I'll figure something out. I mean, you know, somewhere down the road. Who? But I'm out of hockey for that year for yeah. sure. So I took a shot and it, uh, I got lucky. It worked well, out. You always remember where you were at certain times in your life, professionally, personally. Where were you and what the hell were you doing when the Blackhawks <laughs> call and said, we want you to be the voice of Blackhawks? Well, they didn't say that. It didn't quite happen that way. So now the season, the NHL season starts. They still don't have a radio deal. Wow. So I'm sitting... So I've the moved. season started already. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Nobody remembers this. Yeah. The first five games of the 1980 season had no electronic coverage. There was no TV back then for the Hawks, and they didn't have a radio station. So I have moved back home from Grand Rapids. I got no job there anymore. I'm living at my parents' house at least for a couple weeks, and I'm sitting at my parents' house. And game three of that season, which was on a Wednesday night, game three or four, I forget. Um, was on a Wednesday night. I get a call to my parents' house for Mr. Wirtz's secretary. Mr. Wirtz would like to see you at the game tonight. Do you think he can make it? <laughs> oh, I think I can clear yeah. my schedule, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got to go down to the uh, home game at this stadium. I sat in the Wirtz box right behind the player's bench. And in the first intermission, we were all brought back to the old Sonia Henny yeah, room. Right. And I was. I met... Uh, the guy who owned the radio station, a guy named Ed Walters, he and his wife owned the station. They were there. And Mr. Uh, Bill and Michael Wirtz were there. And uh, Jim Fitzgerald, who you remember, yeah. who was uh, Mr. Wirtz's right-hand man. And um, and they made me they made me the offer right there. I don't wow. think he even finished the sentence. I said, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so I was just jacked. I mean, this is you know obviously a dream come true at that point for a yeah. young kid. Yeah. And then your first game, where... How, how did it go? 
I thought it went fabulous. <laughs> and you're by yourself, by the way. Oh, I'm working that, by myself. Okay, that, actually, right. the first four years I broadcast here, yeah. I was radio only and by myself. Uh, but the first game I actually broadcast was the night they retired Stan McKee's wow. jersey on a Sunday night in the stadium. And uh, so it was a big night. Um, people also forget, though, that at that time, I mean, in the late 70s, the Hawks had, you know, Bobby Hall had left. A lot of people were mad at the team. They had no success on the ice. It was a big deal to get 10,000 people at those yeah. games. As it happened, I was lucky enough to be a rookie with Dennis Savard and uh, Daryl Sutter. And think the tide started turning, and savvy. Obviously, it didn't take people long to figure that uh, to, that he could pull you out of your seat. So they he wanted they wanted to buy tickets to see him. I thought it was because the broadcasting was so good. <laughs> <laughs> people bringing their transistor yeah, radios <laughs> and listening to the great Pat Foley. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it was just uh, the first night was surreal. Uh, in one sense, because an amazing thing happened on the ice during the game. The Hawks, I think maybe were killing a penalty or something. They cleared the puck from deep in their own end. We're playing the Washington Capitals. Mike Palmatier comes out of the net in sort of nonchalancy. One hands this clearing attempt that hits him in the stick, goes to the net. We, I mean, we scored a goal from 180 feet away. I'm like, this is the NHL? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, obviously a really cool night for me, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it worked out pretty well. Well, fast forward. 39 years as the voice of the Blackhawks. You lost your dad a few years ago. Your mentor, somebody that uh, I know when we talk about him, uh, I could see it in your eyes and your verbiage. And what, what do you think your dad would say to you, Pat, today, knowing that uh, you're on the you're on the 18th tee box <laughs> yeah. and you know, you're 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 on the verge of riding off into the sunset. What what do you think your dad would would say after uh, an incredible Hall of Fame career and being the voice of Blackhawk hockey for 39 years? Well, he'd probably say you were nothing without me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that he gets he gets the primary assist. Uh, yeah, oh, are you <laughs> yeah. kidding? He gets the goal too. <laughs> yeah. uh, he would never say anything like that. Yeah, yeah. you knew him a little yeah. bit, and he, yeah. you know, this was just uh, he was the perfect human. I mean. Yeah. Uh, um, Tremendous role model. Just uh, and I'll, let me tell you this: I remember vividly um, a conversation he had with me. I'm probably 14 or 15 years old, and he pulls me aside. He pulls me downstairs and wants to have a conversation about what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make a living? And I believe that I broke his heart that day. Now he was a Buick dealer. He followed. He was his dad's oldest son. Bob Foley Senior started Foley Buick. I'm my dad's oldest son. I'm sure he wished I would have followed him into the car business. And I, so he asked me, what am I going to do? And I said, I, I want to be a sportscaster. And I am sure that I broke his heart that day. Mm -hmm. And he immediately said, listen, if you're serious about this and you're going to, you're going to be willing to work at it, then let's go after it. Let's go get it. I mean, it was just the coolest response. Um, and I would say a trying circumstance for him that, uh, but that's who he was. You know, he was going to always be encouraging and just an amazing man. Yeah. It's hard to, Capsulate what you've meant to this city, this franchise, our fans, Pat. And we always tease uh, on the air every once in a while, Carter, uh, which we like to talk a lot on the broadcast, which is why I think we have done it better than anybody else together. Is, is when I was a young kid dreaming about becoming a Blackhawk and I heard you 
And again, people might not remember Blackhawk games were not on TV a lot back in the day, day. So me aspiring to be a player and dreaming about becoming a Blackhawk, I would listen to you and then eventually listen to you and Dale when you were together in my garage or in my basement when I would be shooting pucks and just dreaming and thinking about what it would be like to have you call my name on the broadcast on the radio or the television. And I know there's so many fans that have reached out in a lot of different ways and personal friends of ours, Pat, over this time of knowing that, uh, you know, the so-called end is near, but the impact that you've had in this city as a broadcaster with, and we've been blessed that we've had some unbelievable characters and broadcasters, and you've come across those people. When you think about the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters in our town, to know that you would be on that monument, how important is how people look at you and what you've accomplished over your career and know that you are one of the best that's ever done that job in this city, regardless of the sport. Well, I think you read that just the way my mom wrote it. Uh, Eddie, you know, I, I, I really appreciate the kind words. I love you. And, and uh, listen, you uh, have done a lot to make me, uh, you know, and, and Dale did the same and Guardsy did the same and Troy did the same. You know, I, um, I, I can't think that way. You know, I've always looked at it. I, I, I'm trying to do a good job. I'm trying to make it uh, interesting and hopefully fun for the fans. Uh, that's what I look at my job as being. I, I'm there to service the fans, and and um, you know, I mean, I'm sure I haven't pleased everybody, but hopefully, I've uh, pleased a few more than not. And and um, where I fit, I, I can't worry about that. You know, I, I I hope I've done a good job. I, I must have done something right to last this long. I don't know, but what the heck? I must not have done everything right. I got fired at some point. So. <laughs> um, but look at it. it's been a, it's been a dream ride and and it, it has worked. I'll say this: it's worked ten times better than I could have ever dreamed. And when I first started thinking about being a professional sportscaster and a, what I really wanted was to be a play by play guy, I could have never um, dreamed that it would work like it did. And in my hometown, I mean, come on, I mean, you're the same way to have played and now be a legendary broadcaster in your hometown. And our business doesn't usually work like this. Yeah. And uh, so I count my blessings every day. Uh, I always say I'm the luckiest guy anybody knows, and uh, I'll stick with that. Yeah. You know, Carter, it's uh, our relationship, you know, is, is more than just uh, being broadcast partners. I think that comes across on the yeah, air, and that's, too. And that's what we hope. And I think that's why we, you know, we are so proud of, of, of what we've been able to accomplish, win or lose or tie, because Pat did do games <laughs> when there were ties. Uh, is our friendship to me is, is, is what has really driven the bus. I mean, I've known Pat since I was 17 turning 18 and then coming into the national hockey league and, and Pat has always treated me and that's why I love him to death. And he's one of my best friends is that you, Pat have treated me the same way today as you did when I came into the National Hockey League as a 17-year-old Chicago kid, living out a dream, um, and then coming into the National Hockey League. And even when I got traded, Carter, and all those years in between my first three years, 
in my last two years as a Blackhawk. There were a lot of years in between where I bounced around and played on a lot of different teams. Pat always sought me out. He always wanted to know how my folks were. He always wanted to know how my wife was. Yes, he asked for if, if I had any chocolate chip cookies handy <laughs> at any particular time. But the friendship to me is what um, will always last between me and Pat. And I want people to know is that, and everybody knows about my journey almost five years ago, which is hard to believe, Pat, that it's been yeah. five years since I was sick. Is that, and I'll be forever grateful. And and this is when you look at definition of a friend. Is there wasn't really thirty six hours that did not go by when I was fighting for my life and battling stage three colon cancer that uh, my partner did not reach out and made sure that I was in a good place, even though I might have been hurting. And he would give updates on the air and. Um, I will never be able to repay him, but I think he knows uh, how important he is to me and my family. And uh, that's one thing that I want people to know about Pat Foley, besides being a Hall of Fame broadcaster and being front and center on that Mount Rushmore of broadcasters in our great city. Um, it's genuine, and I hope people understand that uh, we've been very fortunate to have somebody be the voice of Blackhawk hockey for all these years. That has not only been a great representative for the Blackhawks, but for society. And uh, I'm going to miss them every day, but um, we're going to get together and we're going to have some laughs and we're going to tell stories. They may take a little longer partner now than maybe they <laughs> used to, but this guy uh, had my back at my lowest. And uh, that's a sign of a, of a true friend. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll be forever grateful for that. Pat, you've had some great people occupy that seat next to you. Dale Talon, I know it was a special night the other night to have him back in the seat. You talked about Troy Murray, but what's it been like to watch Eddie Olchek grow up from that 17-year-old coming into the league to today have, after your your lengthy time and We're going to keep here. this PG, okay, yeah. folks? Ah. No, no stories <laughs> yeah. about golf courses or boardrooms. Are we just keeping it on the ice? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Heavily edited uh, <laughs> yeah, <right>. podcast. <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, uh, he, anybody who knows him knows he's a really easy guy to like, and and uh, so I, that's always been easy. People ask us about our chemistry; that's been instantaneous uh, pretty much since day one. So, um, I, I just I think that what I when I think of him, not only his great professionalism and and uh, what he does on the air and in the community, it, it's he's just a class act. I mean. I was very lucky the way I was raised. His parents were unbelievable and raised he and his brothers in in a classy manner. They're they're respectful. They're uh, look at if you're hanging with Eddie, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a flak jacket on. There might be a few daggers, <laughs> you know, floating every once in a while, but it's all done in good fun and with class. You know, nothing's going to be hurtful, right? So. Uh, you know, you got to give it, you got to take it. And that's what locker rooms are, right? I was never in an NHL locker room, but our <laughs> booth is kind of close to that. So uh, it's awesome. And I want to emphasize one other thing about working with this uh, great broadcaster and, and great friend. He's used this word a lot, ref uh, referencing us. And I, I'll always think this way when I think about Pat and Eddie is that um, there was a trust there. And that in broadcasting is tremendously important. Uh, there's a lot of egos in this business. We both know a lot of people that are partnered up with somebody that might not be a great mix. 
I've been lucky. I've always had a great mix with the guys I've worked with. Uh, it's not easy to get. This was this couldn't have been any easier. So I feel lucky in that respect. And I always say it's the best uh, analyst in sports because I mean, who's who's doing two different sports on on network uh, net, network TV? I mean, this is the guy. So and he's crossing over between the two. He's giving you you know Kentucky Derby bites uh, during hockey games sometimes. <laughs> well, every once every time he goes to a big race, I'll I'll give him a couple bucks, and uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for that phone. Or you know, he'll then he'll text me. You don't. I just want to know who I'm rooting for. I know nothing. So. <laughs> It's nice to give him an give him an envelope every oh, once yeah. in a while yeah. and uh, pay it off. But uh, you know, Card, it's it's uh, obviously it's mixed emotions. I mean, for me as well, and and I know for Pat with so many things going on. But really, our, our Blackhawk fans know the impact that Pat has had on on all of us because a lot of us connected through Pat and we're just drawn in immediately because of the style and the humility and the humor and the the love for the game and its players and you know it's about relationships and Pat was able to develop relationships and like I said when I was growing up as a young kid I used to listen to him and I you know and 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 now you know my kids have been able to to know obviously know Pat is is unbelievable but to be able to listen to him and hear him and then my son Nikki being able to work with Pat and so I mean just it, it's come full circle and uh it's a celebration and yeah we're gonna shed a few tears and and that's just you know that's just life but um it's been an unbelievable honor to sit next to him and be his when we watch the games, I'm his right-hand man. But when we get on camera, I'm his left-hand man, so I can play the right side and the left side. Uh, Versatile. Yeah, and it's it's been, uh, Pat, I, I mean, I, I love you, and it's been an honor to – to be your partner, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a ride, and, and you have helped me in so many ways as a broadcaster, as a person, as a father, as a grandfather. Um, it's uh, you've you've made a huge impact on me, and I'll be forever grateful for all you've done for me and my family, and the love and the support. and And I know I speak for Blackhawk fans everywhere. Just thank you isn't enough, but um, we. We appreciate all you've done for for all of us. Hey, buddy, listen, I love you. And Carter, in that statement that he just made way back when he started it, <laughs> just another definition of why I need to retire. When what a grandparent says, I grew up listening to you. You know, it's time to go. Well, before we wrap things up, we we're sitting here. It's about four thirty on Tuesday, second to last game that you guys are going to do together Tuesday night, Thursday night. Before we sat down. You were talking about it's going to be your last uh, last live open yeah. of the show right. tonight um, because pregame, you're, Pat, going to be honored. Yeah. On Thursday, it's going to be a little bit of a different show, but uh, what are these next two nights going to be like? Well, I mean, it, it, uh, I'm looking forward to them. It'll be melancholy for sure. I mean, it's it's because of so much attention that's come my way lately. Look, at, I, I've never wanted any of this to be about me. I mean... I've tried to do the job. Too and bad these, it is about you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, know, I know it is now, but you know what I mean? I've never really had yeah. to – I've never really thought back and reflected very much about whatever it is that I've done. I'm always thinking about the next game. I'm trying to get ready for and be ready to try to do a good job for the next outing. But, you know, now there's been some reflection. There will certainly be more in the weeks and months to come. Um. But, uh, you know, I again, I just I, – I, I say luck, but these next couple nights – Hey man, fun. 
I, I, just, I had a vision coming down here today that I probably, I don't know what's going to happen on the air Thursday, but I'm quite sure that at some point in that broadcast, I'm going to have to apologize to the fans because I don't think we're going to be talking very much about the game. <laughs> so sorry about that, but that's probably what the way it's going to go. That's 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 okay. But I think I think emotional. I think it's uh, realizing we're here. We, we talked about it. Pat and I talked about it on the broadcast maybe 12 days ago, 13 days ago. I kind of shot off a flare and said, you know, 15 days to go. And then here we are with, you know, 40 – nine hours, 50 hours, whatever it is. And, um, but it's, uh, it will, it will be emotional. I'm sure at times for both of us and sensing it, but look at, we, we've always had the ability and with cat Pat being our captain and, and our unbelievable crew on NBC sports, Chicago is that, uh, we, we will bring that humility and that honesty and that humor and, you know, have a few opinions every once in a while, but, um, it is to me, Carter. This is about Pat. The last couple of games, and yes, we will call the game a hundred percent. But I, I've the compliments that we got from the game that we did in Minnesota, Pat's last road game, I believe, yeah. if I can yep. remember that far ago. Um, <laughs> the a lot of our fans, e- even some of our newer, you know, newer fans, the last three to five years, didn't know about the Minnesota North Stars. To me, that's what this will be, the last couple of games of just me making sure that Pat gets an opportunity to to say what he wants and just ask him about certain stories or players or broadcasters or, you know, whatever. Um, so it, you know, it's, it's, it will be emotional for sure, but uh, it's a celebration and um, just as long as it goes the way that Pat wants to go, then then all of us should feel uh, really good about that. And we know it will because the Blackhawks, they've always done everything first class and I'm sure there's going to be a few uh, surprises along the way. Uh, but it's about Pat and his family and his unbelievable journey of 39 years. You mentioned how much the fans have reached out and, and adored Pat. I know there are a lot of people who have their favorite Pat Foley call, their favorite line, their favorite thing. In your mind, what what's the one that sticks out to you? What's the your favorite call you've made? Uh, Carter, I can't give you one. <laughs> I, I mean, really, uh, when I think back, I mean, I don't even know what the number was. I'm, I know it's over 3,000 games. Um, so, there, you know, I, I'm just not one of those people who relied on catchphrases. You know, I, I try to improvise. I mean, that's what I think this job mostly is. Um, so try to be in the moment, try to uh, bring it to the fan. And however it is I do that, I, I'm never – totally sure you know um but you know people talk a lot about the tree turdy tree and they, they've back in the day talked about the bannermen and those are probably the two biggest um but i hope there's a few others that have resonated with different people for different reasons and um you know if that's the case great how about a rough ride giving him a rough <laughs> ride how about old jack busting etc he's only used the word busting describing any blackhawk once in his <laughs> hall of fame career and it just happened to be yours truly in a playoff game a very big playoff game and i happened to be busting around paul coffee who was as fast as a skater that was in the nhl <laughs> oh he happened to get a little sideways and twisted but that's not part of the story <laughs> and then i happened to score against grant fuhrer a shorthanded goal against the edmonton oilers my rookie season in the playoffs and when pat uh, if you ever hear that call of old jack old jack busting through the middle it's like busting i don't think i've ever busted through anything <laughs> well that 
And he, I didn't realize it meant so much to him. I will never say that word again by anybody else. He's got it copyrighted. That's yeah. it. Oh yeah, the the rough ride. I got a lot of friends. I told uh, I told Pat my 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 real good friend Scott Cooper is a a horse racing guy and been a long friend for for a thousand years. Uh, he says that's his favorite. Is like you know when Pat call would be you know play would be in a corner and. You know, somebody's in there and, you know, somebody gets knocked around there. Pat go, oh, rough ride. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, there's like a fan's got, you know, their their love and um, the sayings and the calls and, the so, you know, Pat talking about the catchphrases. But so one thing that he has been unbelievable at is just the feel of the game, you know, to, to, to understand knowing when to, you know, bring it down or to go ahead and raise it a level. And that's why he has so many fans and that's why he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, both of you enjoy the next couple nights. Uh, I've only been here a few years, but it's been a pleasure working with both of you and, and Pat, especially listening to you so many times, but uh, enjoy it. I know I speak for a lot of people when I say a lot of people are going to miss this duo on the air, the <laughs> chemistry that comes out through it night in and night out. But uh, you don't like being the center of attention, but uh, there's going to be a lot coming your way in the next couple hours and or next couple days, uh, and it's all all out of place of love from from a lot of people. Well, listen, Carter, much appreciated. Uh, keep doing the great job you're doing uh, here with the Blackhawks, and uh, I'm uh, I'm going to be listening to you because I'm after uh, let's see six more periods <laughs> as Louis, as your old trainer Louis <laughs> yeah, right, would say exactly six more periods, and then I'm a fan. So uh, I'll be following and uh, interested in how it goes. So keep up the great work, my friend. Well, that will do it for today's episode. A special thank you to Eddie Olchek and, of course, a big thank you to Pat Foley for joining us this week. For both of them, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Tate's drive.